Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome, and this is Cindy Meyer, your uh, radio show host, and this magazine, I'm sorry, this show is brought to you by Spirit Seeker Magazine. I have published this uh, magazine for 23 years. We started in St. Louis and then uh, went west to Kansas City and then north to Chicago and then um, expanded to Florida about seven years ago. So we're on both coasts of Florida, West Palm Beach area, and then also Tampa, St. Pete, um, Clearwater, et cetera, all over in that area. We have been digital online since 1998, so you can read us from anywhere in the world at spiritseeker.com, or if you choose to type in the whole thing, it's spiritseekermagazine.com, but just going to spiritseeker.com will um, get you to the homepage, and um, there is a link there to uh, sign up for our email newsletter. So we have the monthly publication. We have a weekly email newsletter um, that lets you know who the radio show guests uh, will be when the magazine is online and any other wonderful mind, body, spirit uh, events happening in the United States and into Canada. Um, we do not sell our list, so you, um, you, your information is sacrosanct with us. We do do drawings for books, for DVDs, for tickets to events. Um, and, you know, so when you're a member of our email newsletter, then you get all of those extra added benefits. So it's, um, if you just go to the spiritseeker.com site and click on that and just fill out the information, we will add you to our uh, email list. Just a couple more announcements before I bring my guest on. Um, the December issue, uh, as you know, is out there, and we are working on the January issue now. Um, we were at over 25 conferences in 2019. I finally sat down and just was like, how many places did we go? And I'm doing the 2020 calendar, and um, Spirit Seekers expanding again. Uh, we will be growing the digital uh, magazine much, much more. Uh, it's already larger, and I just want to mention that the astrology is online only, and a lot more of the um, editorial will be online. And we will be having a Chicago edition, a Tampa edition. Uh, so we will have different cities versus all of it all in one magazine. Um, that's some of the plans for 2020. Okay, so that is it um, for announcements, I think. So I want to tell you about my um, guest this evening. Her name is uh, Corinne Grillo. She is a licensed psychologist, an author, speaker, healer, teacher, and she is the founder of the Angel Alchemy Academy. A mind-blowing miracle from the angels saved her life, cured her of lifelong depression, and awakened her spiritual gifts. She now teaches others all over the world how to awaken their spiritual gifts, heal their lives, and discover their true purpose by working with angels and the divine. She teaches by bridging others with direct mystical experiences, excessive amounts of laughter, down-to-earth spiritual wisdom, ritual, and powerful energy medicine that awakens the heart, mind, and the soul. As she says, miracles are real. You are not alone. There is no such thing as coincidence. Um... You can visit her online. Her website is www.corinegrillo.com, and that's C-O-R-I-N-G-R-I-L-L-O.com. She contributed an article for the December issue of Spirit Seeker, which is on um, page 11. And tonight she will be uh, talking about her adventure through life and, and what brought her um, to writing this wonderful book, The Angel Experiment, A 21-Day Magical Adventure to Heal Your Life. And so I am going to bring Corinne on, and she can tell you the rest. So, Corinne, welcome, and thank you for being my guest this evening. Oh, my gosh, it's such an honor to be here. Thank you for having me. 
So I just want to hear this, that like whatever you want to share. You, you, I can feel your laughter. I can feel your your joy. When I looked at your photo, I was like, oh, this is a fun girl. Yes, indeed. And you know, <laughs> I, I think we're the same. On enlightenment doesn't mean being heavy. It means lightening it all up. So, <laughs> so, but but as we know, it's not always that way. So whatever you want to share about your journey. Um, and how your awakening uh, changed everything. Uh, yes. Well, um, yeah, you know, it wasn't all, full, all all fun and games in the beginning, right? I, I think right. a lot of us that, that come into our spiritual nature didn't do it by floating on a cloud and gently descending upon the planet. You know, many of us had a, had a crash landing here and, you know, took us a few years or decades to recover. And uh, that was very much me. It took me several decades to uh, even want to be here. And I had a pretty rough childhood growing up and uh, kept it going for a while, you know. Uh, so in my 20s, you know, there was a lot of struggle. And I struggled with severe depression for probably from my teenage years on until about my mid-30s. Uh, so uh, I would say... You know, I was really good. I mean, there were many times where I, it was, I was doing extremely risky things, trying to kind of exit from the planet without directly doing it. Like, you know, a little drugs, a little high-risk behaviors here and there. Um, but, but, you know, later on in my adult life, I managed to somehow get it together. So I, I, I had a husband and a child and a great career as a psychotherapist and, a, and even a house in these. I had the, the perfect formula for what they tell us is going to make us happy. And I was really increasing in misery. Um, so that's, uh, that's kind of where it all started. It was just the, the uh, intensity of my, of my upbringing, I think, really started crashing in on me. Uh, in my 30s and in my 30s and and it was kind of an ironic time when I was in a sense supposed to be peaking because I had all of the things together do you you know what I'm saying right right it looked awfully good (laughs) 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 but but you know that saying you never know what goes on behind closed doors and it's like you know, I think, well, I also have heard um, and experienced just, you know, with the work, you know, here and there and everywhere that, you know, at some point we get it. Like the people who have the perfect childhoods sometimes hit middle age and they're like, what? No one told me it was going to be like this. Or the people who had, you know, the the wonderful everything and then they hit old age and they're like, what? So oftentimes mm-hmm. the wounded healers, you know, the ones who had the rather challenging childhoods, are the most empathic and compassionate once they find their way out of healing their own things. Yes, absolutely. Um, and I've kind of always been on a journey towards healing. I've always been interested in, in healing work and helping people and those kinds of things. But it was like I was floating at, um, you know, 10% maybe of my capacity to be able to, to really open up and be vulnerable. And, you know, I was very guarded, um, and a lot of people didn't actually know how I was suffering and that, that I even struggled with depression. As a matter of fact, uh, when my book came out and I talk about it in the book, people are actually quite shocked. <laughs> like, I, I had no idea. I knew you back then. I didn't even know. And I'm like, I know I was really great at playing that dual life and uh, white knuckling through it. Right. Um, so, yeah. 
And, you know, you probably are the one in the family who wanted to figure it all out. You know, there's always one person in a family system, um, you know, that wants to figure out, like, how did this all happen? Like, you know, and, and I love how you say there's no accidents. There's no chance encounters. It's all part of the divine plan. And um, and you weave that into everything, it feels like, you know, and and really helping people understand how this all works. Um, you have a blog. You have your um, you have your students who study with you. You train them to be angel readers. You have a lot going on, and um, and it, and you can just feel the frequency of it. So, so how has writing this book taken you to like another like whole awareness? Uh, I think um, you know it. It's like I. I having a tangible thing has really made it all even more real though before I wrote the book there was already you know thousands of people doing doing programs with me and learning about angels and learning how to deepen their relationship with spirit but there's something about a, a book that it seems to just be able to reach um more people and the way that people receive this book is like really just a beautiful thing, you know, and they take pictures of it and send it to me and look at what happened to me on day 20. And I mean, it's just right. been so engaging and fun. And for me, it's really kind of, in a sense, elevated my, I think, my discipline and my commitment to continue to get, uh, to get the good news out there. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to tell the listeners just a little bit about this book. I'm just going to give you some of the names of the. It's a 21-day magical adventure to heal your life. I love that tagline. And the first part um, is the Angel Basics, and she talks uh, all about um, the first miracle, how to talk to angels, the tips for success, and then um, the introduction to the angels and other angelic orders. Um, and we will talk about that in a moment. But then she goes into, um, Corinne goes into the year 21-day angel experiment. And there's an assignment for each and every single day. Um, so let's start with the, the angel basics because let's say act like the people on the phone know nothing. So maybe they've heard about angels. They've seen the paintings in the museums or in the churches. Can you tell us? your take on, like, how old were you when you actually started talking to angels or being aware? Okay. So, so it, I, like most people have had heard of angels, um, uh, through, you know, I was Catholic, I grew up a little bit Catholic, you know, Catholic like, you know, I wasn't the extreme case of Catholic, uh, in my family, but, uh, so I knew of them, but I wouldn't say that I was one of those, uh, channels or healers that came, that knew that was in direct communication with angels. Uh, most of my life, it would appear that I was in direct communication with the opposite. As, as a matter of fact, based on how how life was going. So um, so no, I didn't actually come into my relationship with my angels until I was well into my mid thirties when I had an intuitive angel healing done on me and. Uh, and I didn't know what that was at the time. I was, uh, and, and essentially a few days later, a, a, a miracle happened. Um, like literally I saw a miracle 
And this miracle activated something extremely profound (laughs) inside of me. So it's like I could feel my heart crack open in a good way. My mind kind of lifted. And and all of a sudden there was this new communication going on, this new voice inside of me that was working diligently to guide me out of my suffering. I, I believe that was the voice of my own intuition and the urgings of of my my angels and my support team. Uh, so for that's when it started in my in my mid 30s, but it was brought on um, almost by a, by a lightning strike of awesome. It was like yeah, like I hit the jackpot, and then it was like okay, whew, I can I can breathe again. And that that those days, those first days, they were the first days I can remember in decades that I wanted to be alive, and I woke up um, excited, feeling like life was magical, and feeling like anything was possible. That is profound. I mean, I can I can feel that. And um, so the angels actually gave you this assignment to write the book, yes? Yes, they gave me the assignment. They actually gave me the assignment to to do everything that I'm doing right now. You know, again, to remind you, I'm a, I'm a psychotherapist. So this really has nothing to do with anything I was doing before, talking about angels and helping people connect to their intuition and, 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 you know, speak to spirit and deepen and pray and invoke. Like that's not what I'm clinically trained for. Um, but yeah, it was after that big event, I was slowly guided uh, into this work to take radical and terrorizing steps in this direction and often I didn't know like when I first started um, being in communication with angels they would um, you know they're talking to me and helping me but I really kept it in a sense my dirty little angel secret I I was a little embarrassed to talk about it to other people um, because I come from you know rational world where magic is you know someone someone talks too much about magic you, you give them give them some uh, antipsychotics and pop them in the hospital for a couple of days. <laughs> you know, it is true. <laughs> I mean, you know, because, you know, I'm clear audience, clear, clear, I'm all the clairs. And so my kids will sometimes say, what do you mean you heard? Or what do you mean they said? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> exactly. you know, and, and the first time they, you just kind of think it's normal until they're just like, what? And you're like, well, that's what I heard, you know. And then, and then I have, I call them the parking angels. I call them the parking angelinas, and they, but they now do it. They go, okay, let's call them the parking angelinas. But you know, it's like, I mean, but but think how much times have changed. I mean, really, we had that know, one show. I, I forget the name of it. They had the angels, but you know, overall, this is a whole new phenomenon. It really is, I and know. I, know, I, I yeah. mean. It, it's changing the world, I'm telling you. And the kids know. I mean, the kids are just like, you know how they are. They're just very wired. Like, I know. Totally. I know. I know. They're like the crystal kids, you know. Yeah. They're so psychically gifted and uh, connected. But um, but, but the thing with this book, I, I love how you encourage your readers to treat this book as if they are scientists beginning a potentially groundbreaking laboratory experiment. Yes. Why don't we talk just a little bit about that so that people are like, what What does that mean? Because I thought it was beautiful. But go ahead. You, I want you to explain it so that they know what you're talking about. Yeah. Here. Okay, good. Okay, so yes. So because I do come from the rational world and I, I just kind of just kind of came into them um, by, by a series of extraordinary events, 
I, I know that there's people out there who have a lot of skepticism and doubt, just like I did in the beginning. And I think it's really important. So the way we talk about it is just, hey, it could be true. It could not be true. But why don't you try it? And if you try it and you do it exactly the way that we set you up to do it, what happens if you discover that you're not alone, you've never been alone, and that you have this insane, awesome support that is guiding you into a life that is beyond your wildest dreams? And, and how, how much would that make a difference in your life and impact your life? I think a lot of us, even spiritual people, you know, believe spiritual things, but we don't have the actual palpable relationship with spirit that we crave. And so this experiment opens people up to an actual palpable, sometimes physically present, you can feel it in the room with you, um, healing journey. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm reminded of um, Don Miguel Ruiz, who wrote The Four Agreements. And then he wrote The Fifth Agreement, which was be skeptical. Be skeptical. And it's like, you know, and then you, I don't know if you've ever read these books, The Life and Teachings of the Masters of the Far East, where they went all the way to the Far East to disprove all these stories that they had heard, like these miracles of these people who, breatharians and people who could sit on nails and walk across nails and like all these like amazing things. And when they came uh-huh. back from their journey, that's when they wrote the six book set of The Life and Teachings of the Masters of the Far East, because they're like, we saw it. We know it. We went as skeptics and we came back like in awe and amazement. And that's how I feel like your book is guiding people. Okay, let's take a risk. Let's do it like an experiment and then let's see what happens. And that's the miracle. That is the miracle. And, uh, you know, uh, not to be cliche, but the book is already changing lives. and it always makes me so happy. The reason why this book came into book form is because it started with uh, classes that I was teaching internationally, uh, doing online courses and things like that. And just it's so precious when people's eyes pop open and go, oh, my God, this is real. Right. And, you know, and then I'm always standing there going, I-, I told you, I told you, because amazing things start happening for people often. And so, yeah, it's such a it, – it's so powerful just to just to even invite them in for a little bit just to go hey this could be possible and I'm going to treat you as if you're real until until maybe something happens Um, but I think uh, so many people are so much more open to this stuff now which is great but I really try to keep it down on the ground you know it's it's practical wisdom and the angels you know for me it's really like practical life it has made my life so much more practical, so much easier, um, and so much more exciting because I am now guided, you know, we're constantly being guided into territories that might be uncomfortable, but also exciting. Um, So, yes. So, um, so Corinne, people have heard when you find pennies or you find dimes or there's different signs that the angels um, will let you know that they're there. Um, before we segue into the different kinds of angels and all of that, would you um, share just a little bit about how the angels, um, the, the obvious angel signs, you know, more obvious that you're, especially once you start working with them, they'll really work with you. And so what are some of the things that a person can say, oh, I never knew that was the angels trying to talk to me? 
Yes. So it can be a variety of things. Um, some of the main ways that often they will come through is through, you'll see a number sequences happen a lot, maybe the same number. It could be like 38 over and over again or multiple uh, like three-digit numbers. Uh, and so usually it just starts, it's in your face. Like you'll see five of them in the, on the same day. And like, how is this possible that every time I look at the clock, uh, it's a one, one, one or a two, two, two or a three, three, three. So then that's right. like when you're starting to get in, in, re, in resonance with something awesome. And so some people are, I feel like different people manifest in different ways. So that's one way that some people manifest. Other people find tons of white feathers and feathers. They start finding them everywhere. They, you know, brush their teeth and there's a feather hanging off of it. Um, uh, off of their toothbrush, uh, you know, things like that. So it could be feathers. Uh, a lot of times they will speak to you through uh, a lot of through signs, like literally signs, like billboards, license plates, uh, trucks driving by, uh, your news, your, your, uh, but also your news feeds as well. Sometimes like you'll see direct answers to your questions right through the news feed. So it's really all about opening up your, your frame of reference and really learning to see the world as if it's alive and communicating back to you. And then when you start noticing these synchronicities arise and, wow, I was just thinking that. And then I turn on the radio and it's the, a song about angels and how much angels love me or my, my angel loved me. And that kind of stuff happens all the time. And that's really just an amplifier. That's just really is just trying to get your attention. Hey, we're real. Keep talking to us. Keep asking. And we're here to support you. Right. And see, the other thing, um, my experience is the more you thank the angels, the more they do. Like, you don't thank them to get more, but it's this beautiful interchange. Like, when you say, well, thank you, angels, for that parking spot, or thank you, angels, for, you know, letting that be so easy. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's yeah. it's just this whole relationship. Once it really unfolds, it's, you can't ever turn back, really. Yes, yes, uh, it is. It's just so profound. It just, uh, again, it just like magnifies everything. When you really get that you're being supported in, in this way, you don't even have to fake a thank you. It's like, you're like, thank you. I needed that right. so much. Thank you. Uh, oh so, God. yeah, it's like, it, it's, a really, it's, a, it's a feedback loop of, of, of awesome. Okay. So you have another whole section before you really go into the 21 days um, the the different daily, um, uh, not assignments, but the daily teachings, however you want to word it, you have some tips for success on this journey. So I don't want to give everything away in the book, but um, but you have several several different ideas. We can just talk about maybe um, a couple of them. Um, do you want to talk about setting up a sacred space or setting your intentions? Well, I think a sacred space is uh, is a fun one, um, and I think it's it's also really really powerful and important um, in working with in working with angels because I highly believe in in ritual, not just simply prayer, but some level of ritual because our brains are hardwired to work in this way. This is why every culture across the globe has some type of ceremonialism and ritual, and it does not have to be saved for the high holidays. So when we bring a 
sacred space into our home. And what I mean by that is create a little altar, maybe it's a candle or a place where you go that, that you feel act, that, that can act like a doorway or a window or a portal between you and the divine. When you set something up like that in your, in your own home, it's like inviting the sacred to come to life inside of your home. So many people keep that ceremonialist attitude when they go to church and that's where they're going to go to pray. That's where they're going to go to sing and, and, and worship. And uh, this book gives you an invitation to bring that into your daily practice and into your home. And we have such amazing feedback about just that simple thing uh, just by going to sit and you light a little candle uh, and make that connection with the angels every morning just by doing that, it or people feel the energy open up right away, even before they even start doing the deep, the deeper work. Right, it's almost like a, a neural pathway. The minute you sit down, you know, it's just like people who wow. meditate with a mantra. You know, like if you've used use that as you know your mantra. I mean, there's so many different ways to meditate, but the thing of it is, is that. The minute you sit and close your eyes, it all—it's all there. It's like you're there before you even start. It's amazing, right? Exactly. And so this is—I, I, you know—I I too grew up Catholic. Um, I actually went to Catholic school for three years, and then we moved, and the Catholic school was filled. So you know, I was bam, bam into a public school. But for three years, wow! I rode my bike for two miles to school. We had mass every single morning before you know you got yeah. your breakfast and. You know, I mean, I'm a little bit older than you, but uh, but but the thing of it is, is that I love the rituals. I love that it was in Latin. I love putting the little veil on the top of my head. Did we know that we were Amazing. covering up our crown chakra? No, we didn't know, like the yarmulkes and all this stuff. We didn't really know. We just knew that you put the veil on top of your head, right? <laughs> so, mm-hmm. and so yeah. when you think about when you think about all the different, like the incense with. You know, and and I love how you say this doesn't have to be on holy days or holidays. That's what holidays came from, holy days. And you know, it's like this is part of your everyday living. It's part of you. You look forward to it. Um, so to prepare for for going into that, can you tell us just a little bit? Um, there's angels. There's archangels. Like, how does this all work? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's angels. There's archangels. There's there's other orders of angels. We talk about some of them lightly in the book, um, and we really only talk about the ones that made an appearance to to in in the actual days. Every day I sat down and asked, okay, who's who's running the show today? And a different angel would pop in, and sometimes an angel would pop pop in with the order of let's say the cherubim. Or um, or whatever. Now, I just want to say I am no biblical scholar, so um, so the information that I have in there is very lean. I highly recommend anybody who's super interested in that to just do their own research and and not just in books, but connect with yourself and with your angels and kind of discover more on your own. So, but I'll give you the vision that came to me about how to see the difference between angels and archangels and guardian angels. So uh, this actually happened in a parking lot at a grocery store. So I was talking to Archangel Michael and asking him to, you know, make a connection and, you know, whatever, doing my thing, doing what I do. And I saw, um, I saw and felt, I could feel in my heart this activation, but I saw from the sun 
a beam of light. It was like this bright blue kind of electricish uh, light uh, uh, move from the sun and start coming down to kind of hit the ground. And it started coming down. And at the end of it, it was like an open, it was like a cone almost, a cone shape, like where the, t- the tiniest point was at the sun. And then it just kind of became wider and wider down towards the ground. And I could see the apparition. It almost looked like you, at the sun, I could see this head. And then the rest of the cone was like this body that was forming. It was giant. And my first impression was that that was Archangel Michael kind of making a connection down, down to the earth plane. And I was like, okay, hello, Archangel Michael. And again, I could feel feel the connection in my heart. So, so, and, and so I was just, you know, enjoying myself, enjoying my communion with spirit, if you will. And and as as the um, image became more clear, and he became more brought more form into the light. It's mostly light. Um, I saw that the cone shape looked like a robe and that the robe began to part uh, open it was a giant imagine this giant being that's as tall from the sun although almost all the way down to the ground it's probably i would say three quarters of the way down to the ground as as they got close the rope started opening and as the rope opened there was all of these smaller white beings that started moving out of the rope and down onto the planet and and what my impression was is that for each archangel they govern an order and an army of angels within them so they're not separate they're they're all pieces just like just like archangel michael is a is a part of god and there's it's not actual separation it's maybe just different emanations in different planes of existence so was that to I mean, did you, did you, you, you know what I'm talking about? Or you, did, yeah. Was that, was that clear oh, yeah. what I just said? Okay. Good. Okay. Good. Yeah. It's like, so, just so I, like, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> okay. Great. Great. So if, if an archangel is closest to God, right. So maybe it's just God, Godhead or an aspect of God, or maybe the robe of God, even who knows, right. We could call it whatever you're going to call it. We could go visit the Tal- Talmud and, and pour over it or the Torah and have a great time with that if we wanted to. But so, so yes. So what I saw was that each archangel governs a, a like billions of beautiful beings within them that somehow execute a similar job as the archangel whose robe they're under. So if it's Archangel Michael, the beings that were coming out were probably fierce protectors, uh, guardian. My sense was like guardian angels of different people and the legion, a legion of light that helps to kind of cut back fear and evil and things like that. So, so, but my sense is every archangel would have their, would roll with their own posse of doers. Like, okay, guys, this is what we're doing. Get out there and go do it. Okay, so that is my, that's the best I can do as far as my personal uh, understanding of how the orders may come to be. Mm-hmm. So what about the guardian angel? Right, so the guardian angels are, I believe, just like we're talking about different emanations, the guardian angels are the closest ones to us. So they are the ones that are, um, uh, uh, in theory, Okay, assigned to us. Now, I've never run into someone who doesn't have some form of angels 
Um, and I don't always see them like with, with, uh, um, you know, giant wings. I just usually, I'm a, I'm more empathic. So I just feel, I feel presences. Sometimes I'll see light, but each person is assigned an angel or, or a few angels. And I run into, what I run into uh, often is uh, people often having a protector and a nurturer, like a masculine form and a feminine form. But it, it, I don't mean male or female. It's just like the energy is masculine or feminine, strong, strong, protective, or very like nurturing and powerful. Not, not like, you know, just very powerful, either one. But uh, yeah, those are the ones closest to us. But they still are usually attached to an archangel. So, you know, it's interesting. One time, I mean, this was a long, long time ago, um, someone did an angel reading for me. And um, she said something that made total sense to me. Uh, you know, I'm I, so I'm just going to share it, and you can do with it what you would like. Um, but she said that oftentimes we do have that that main angel that stays with us, but sometimes as we progress, other angels come along. So she said, because I started off as a nurse, I knew from the time I was a very little girl that I wanted to help people um, in their healing and et cetera. So mm-hmm. Archangel Raphael was like obviously the angel of healing and very much present. But then mm-hmm. as time, as things progressed, I realized that in order to do reach even more people, um, and plus traditional nursing didn't work once I realized all of the other ways of working with the mind, the body, and spirit. So, I mean, I understood it, but I also knew that there was a lot more to why people got sick and there was a lot more to healing than was in traditional medicine. So as I continued to study and learn, then Archangel Gabriel stepped in because of the communication. Plus I have all kinds of planets in Gemini, and it's like chat, chat, chat. So then, uh, and that made sense to me because then all of a sudden I'm a publisher, I'm a radio show host, you know, teaching, et cetera. But I also kind of just feel like Archangel Raphael is still always kind of there, like even though other angels have shown up. So can you um, talk about that just a little bit? Because it really is amazing. Like a lot of times you don't even know the names in my experience, but you just feel a presence, like someone new has entered. Yeah, there is a new sheriff in town. Hello. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> but but you know, I mean, like so you true. and I are laughing, but 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 other people are like, oh, I didn't even know this was available. I didn't know this could happen. Yes, it can. Yes, yeah, it can. Yeah, yeah, it can, and it does. And and if I put it this way to to people, we all of us have gone through big transitions, made big career moves. Usually, when that's happening, you have a new frequency, a new energy. That's now then you're going to attract guides and angels that can help you exactly with this next phase. So I love that you're saying that because I've had exactly the same experience along my career. I started off with Archangel Michael back when I was really struggling to get out of uh, fear mind and, and kind of my old patterns and way of doing things and really start believing in this new way of living, like, you know, essentially the new world that I could step into. I was still kind of teetering and he very much guided me into lighting the path for me to start taking the right risks and battling essentially like my personal demons, you know, like, no, like keeping them at bay so I could break through. Uh, Once I broke through and really started um, owning and developing some of, some of the work that I do and getting more into ritual and things like that, Raziel was the one who, who kind of took a liking to me and Uriel. And so they helped kind of guide me 
uh, with with mental clarity and with esoteric wisdom, and and we're just dropping down some some amazing stuff. And I I really owe them for uh, Raziel in particular for this particular book because he you know he was helping me. And you know what's so funny about this book is that I wasn't in charge of the cover. I just let the pu- publisher do it and ask ask the angels to just make make sure it's good. That's all I ask. <laughs> just make sure it's good. Oh, oh and it's beautiful. It, what is what is insane and awesome is that they put sacred geometry on the cover, and I say nothing right. about sacred geometry in the book, and that's Archangel Raziel right. saying, hi, Corinne. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> well, the Archangel Raziel, that's the secrets of God, Angel, right? Yes. 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 So I also feel like Metatron somehow so I have that. Think... I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. I know. Okay. Every time you say these these names, I start like feeling they're like juice. It's like, ooh, keep talking, <laughs> Cindy. <Yeah. laughs> Hello, well, Metatron. Well, um, and Uriel. But, I feel like Uriel's on the planet right now even more than normal. I don't know what that is, but am I imagining that? I I mean, I don't even well, know. Well, that is I don't, really fascinating. That's really fascinating. I, I don't I don't know that what that means. I I I don't know much about Archangel Uriel. I I've well, read. When did you I, when did you start noticing that? When did you start noticing in the that? Last I month. started noticing. Oh, the, in last the last month. Okay. No, no, no. Before that, probably six months ago. But then in the last month, I even have an essence that I that I have an Archangel Uriel spray that I had just misplaced. All of a sudden, it showed up out of nowhere, literally out of nowhere. Oh, it must be time. And, and I'm like, okay, me, okay. Uh, so I was really excited <laughs> about <laughs> about this book and having you on the air tonight. I'm like, I'm gonna see if she brings up Uriel, and of course she did. So, <laughs> so what, what do you think the deal is with Uriel right now? I mean, look at the, look at our planet. We have Paris like <laughs> on on strike. You know, they're like, mm, no, we don't like right. our new government. We have Brexit. We have. <laughs> The impeachment. Yeah. I mean, I, we're not going to go into politics, but but there's a lot of unrest or things stirred up all over. So, like, what what angels do you feel like are really helping us right now? Like, I mean, I know they're all busy. Uh, that, that's what I mean. I, I think all the heavies are coming. All the heavies are coming, and one of the reasons why all the heavies are coming is because a lot of people are praying, and a lot of people yes. are calling in the heavies. To come and to come and help us, um, but you know Uriel. My personal experience with Uriel is all about clarity, and a higher level of intelligence. Um, and I feel when he's around, I see this like like amazing bright gold light. Uh, and he, I just feel like he 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 is. And I'm going to say this to you, Cindy right now is because you're seeing him and you're feeling him. He's coming for you to you to help, to help you activate higher, like higher, uh, a higher, even, even higher vision, even more for you. And probably because it feels like you're in a really kind of, uh, I almost want to say creative genius zone. He, he probably wants to support your mission even more right now. Well, I made an agreement with the angels and the universe that, you know, I'm letting everything go. I'm selling my house in the spring. I mean, literally, when you were talking about, oh, I had the house, I had the da 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 I'm like, mm-hmm, I understand totally. And it's like, you know, I raised my three kids. I'm like, you know, I raised my four stepkids. It's like, mm, yeah. Yeah. And so, and so yeah, yeah. you're I mean, next I'm leveling, letting, girl. You are, you, yes, you are next yes. leveling. 
but I couldn't do it yeah. if I didn't have this this support. So, you know, and I am going to do your 21-day. Um, I, I just wanted to wait until I got a couple more things finished um, because it's a commitment, and I, and I really want to do it every single day. And one of the things that I really liked is that you stressed, do not skip around. Do not do day one, then day ten, then come back to day because you want to work with that. Nope, you do it in cons- uh, the the order in which it was channeled for you when you wrote it. Um, so we've talked about creating the sacred space. We've talked um, about the different angels, etc. A uh, couple of other things um, that I want to mention that we didn't cover, but it's all in this book. Is um, Oh, what was it? Okay, how to work um, how to work with the downloads that will come through, um, and that's what happens when you do each thing sequentially. It builds up energy each and every day, um, but then you have intentions like, and that's where you suggest getting a journal. We didn't mention that, but I I highly recommend um, having a journal for this 21 day um, journey that you're going to undertake when you have this book. Um, some of the other things that you mentioned are having an altar cloth, silk scarf, a candle, incense. You might even get a deck of angel cards to just like pull an angel card that day before you work with the other angels. Um, I also like that you suggested sacred pictures or figurines of angels or other divinities that you love. Um, so you, it's the that's all part of setting the space and creating the space, but it's also the ritual part and. Um, so having a beautiful journal to take each day as you go through here, I, I think it's beautiful. Um, and then you also have a, an audio meditation that's in the book that's available. I'm not going to say it because you need to buy the book to get this little link. Um, <laughs> because because this book you could do over and over again. That's what I get with this book. Like, you know, but but do you, but the downloads, do you want to talk about that at all or do you – do you want to explain what that would look like? Or it'll be different for each person, I know. You're saying the download section? Yeah, like like oh, how? So after, yeah, like you like okay. So you have like day one downloads. You talk about it, and you're like, miracles are real. I know how to be a powerful witness of miracles uh, in my life. But then also the way they the angels will talk to you. That's why journaling and writing all this stuff down, I think, is so important because. Later you see the history. I mean, I would think you could see like, oh, my gosh, look, this angel opened this. And then when I got to this, by day day 10, this had already changed in my life. Yeah. I mean, that's what's so powerful. And that's why that's why it's an experiment. And, you know, good scientists <laughs> keep good keep keep good records, right? You keep good records and you look back and go, oh, wow, whoa. It's so fun, and uh, again, I get so many emails about this book, you know, uh, with all the cool things that are happening for people because it's an experiment, and they're, you know, people just get so right. excited when it starts working for them. But, uh, but yeah, you know, yeah. So the downloads are just like you know, energetic little gifts that that the that spirit helps connect you with. They're essentially affirmations. But they go deeper than just your conscious mind. They go into your into your deeper mind, your your psyche, uh, and we can do that. We have that power through the power of of Creator, God, Spirit, uh, and so they wanted that aspect in the book because it's one thing to kind of pray and invoke, 
but it, it, an important layer really to help us rewire the circuitry, uh, what's underneath the hood, so that instead of living in fear and, and moving in life in this little box, you begin to open up to the reality and to the possibilities of miracles. And I feel like the, the downloads are a really important piece of, um, of the process. So, Corin, when you were writing this, did you know it was going to be 21 days, or did it, when you got to the 21, you knew that that was the last angel? I mean, how did you know, or was that a download? Okay, you're complete. Yeah, no, I knew it was 21 days. I knew. They, they said, you're, we're, we're doing a 21-day, essentially a 21-day angel celebration. Um, and it was like, a, the, the way they framed it was a 21-day angel holiday. And it's like, okay, let's do it. And, you know, it was originally channeled around this time, as a matter of fact, uh, the, the beginning of December uh, up till the solstice. So it ended on the solstice for the very first time um, I did this. And, and yeah, I knew it was 21 days. I didn't know what we were going to do. Um, and I actually had to put a whole other project aside. I was seeing a business coach at the time and she's like, what are you doing? We we're just working on this thing and now you're going to do this. I mean, and no one's going to do it. And, you know, cause she didn't know what it was. And I was like, Hey, I don't know what it is, but that's where the party is. That's where, what the right. angels are. They want me to create this thing. So let's do it. And I did it. And it was, it was so fun and so amazing. You know, when, when spirit talks like this, you just, I mean, I can remember, okay, you probably have heard of Carolyn Mace. Um, yeah. I, maybe, maybe. Okay. So, so she, <laughs> one time she's talking, I, 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 there were like six of us there and she ran out of time. She was running out of time and she, and she's like, oh my goodness, how am I going to finish this seminar in that amount of time? And then all of a sudden she got really blurry and I thought, what just happened? Or my, something wrong with my eyes. But one of the things that she had talked about right before she realized she was out of town, time rather, is she was writing this book, and all of a sudden, St. Teresa of Avalon came through. And, and St. Teresa's like, I want you to write about me. And she's like, what? Like, who? What in the world? Why? And then she starts <laughs> researching St. Teresa. And she calls her publisher, and she says, look, um, I'm taking everything I've written so far on this other book. I'm throwing it in the trash can. And he says, what do you mean you're throwing it in the trash can? And she goes, this is not what I'm supposed to be writing right now. I'm supposed to be writing this book about um, St. Teresa of Avila. She gave me an assignment. He goes, well, this is exactly what he said. This is, you know, paraphrased. He goes, well, you tell your St. Teresa of Avila that you have a book contract here and you're supposed to deliver so many pages by such and such, and you better tell her that she better be fast with this project because you need to get back to this other one. And she just like, but she knew. It's like when you get these assignments, there's, there, you just do it. You just, you just do it. There's no saying no to this, and you know, you know what yeah. I, I know. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> it's like, yes. So then yes. later, well, I know you know. I, yes, I know you I know, know because someone is letting you over house. Oh my God, I know all of it. My kids just can't even believe it, you know. But my my youngest one, I think, I think finally got it. He says, "You know, Mom, like, are you like renting a condo or what are you doing?" I said, "No, I'm renting a room." What? I said, "No, I'm going to wait. I know exactly what I want, but I'm going to keep it really simple until you know I find it." And I said, "But maybe I'll find it right away." I said, "I already have someone who doesn't normally rent, who lives right on the ocean in the city that I want to live in, and." Like, I'm supposed to meet her when I go visit. And he's like, well, what about when we come to visit? I said, I don't know. I haven't gotten that far. And he says, well, well, then will you rent an Airbnb? I'm like, I don't know, but you know we'll figure it out. And God always provides. I mean, those are the details. You don't worry about those details. That The whole thing, as you talk about so wonderfully in this book, is 
the miracles are normal. Once you start working with this frequency and you invite the angels in at this level, it the rest of it unfolds. You don't have you just have to have the setting the intention and you talk a lot about intention in your book. Um and you talk about working in nature. I would love for you to talk about nature cuz I'm like the person you need to go outside, you need to look up at the stars, you need to like, you know, but I, talk about nature cuz you stress this several places in this book and I'm like, "Oh, bravo, bravo." So can you talk just a little bit about how it's different in nature communicating with the angels? Right. And the divine. Yes. Yes. I, I think it's important to, to understand that as, as humans moved westward, we many, in many cases, lost our connection, our direct connection with the power of nature as we kind of moved across, stumbled over, you know, the, the nature the, the indigenous and kind of built our built our stuff. We started living in these tiny boxes and and then bigger boxes and really forgot that nature's part of our support team, and that when we're in right relationship with nature, nature really supports us and gives us communication. And so angels, um, God, even our ancestors, all collaborate and move through nature. And when you open up your eyes to the fact that the world is literally alive and speaking back to you, and that means the trees, the 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 birds, um, and you when and when you kind of open your mind to that and really start getting activated in that way, um, you'll notice it's almost like a symphony when you go outside, a symphony of sound and vision, and can and they can sing to you back whatever your requests are in the form of you're thinking about whatever it is and oh my gosh should I should I move should should I sell my house should I what should I do and and this you know this this flock of flock of birds just flies right over you you know kind of representing freedom you know yeah you got you got wings girl use them so right uh so, so there's all kinds of ways um, that spirit can knock back at you and just give you the validation. There's so many nature synchronicities. <laughs> I mean, oh. we, we hear a lot of animal stories um, when people start working with angels, a lot of interesting animal stories that come up. And often people will start encountering power angels along the way, even power animals, even by working with angels, they, they might encounter power animals because it's like, is that another deer? Like, we don't even have oh, I know. In this oh, I know. I, I had two red-tailed hawks, and you know how big those are. In Okay, we had eight inches of snow the other day in St. Louis. And so these hawks, like, at first I thought, am I imagining that? And then I, and then I was like, no. I took a picture of it, and then I enlarged my – I'm like, holy cow. Because, I mean, it was a really big bird. And with the white snow, it kind of stood out. Well, then I look over – two like in a different direction and there's another one and then i got to see one of them leave its perch and just fly and it was like huge and i thought oh what's the message today is there a message because <laughs> i always whenever i see hawks i always ask if there's a message but i i just thought you know but you know if i hadn't taken the time to just like enjoy the beauty of the snow and you know i my house backs up to woods and um I remember my agent was very annoyed when I when I was looking for this house. I, I said, if I have to have a neighbor on either side, you know, then I have to have woods behind me. And and she's like, that's limiting your, like, options. I said, I don't care. We'll find it. And, of course, we did. The house found me. But, you know, I love that I have these woods because I just look there and I don't see the other houses. I just see these woods and, and you know, and nature. Um, but you're right. Like, the more 
the more you work with this, um, it's like the miracles become ordinary, but yet they're not. They're sweet. Um, and I love how you touch on the fact that how the angels, like working with them, often can help you discover or lead you to your divine purpose or soul mission. Like so many people are like, why am I here? What, you know, what's my purpose? Yes. And I love how you yes. brought that in. It, it like, it's not necessarily like um, blasting it, but it can be kind of blasted, but it's, but it's just, so why don't you talk about that? How the more you work with them, the more everything else just kind of unfolds. Yeah. Okay. It. So it's actually, it's actually quite simple how it works because angelic guidance, if it's truly angels, is leading you to joy. And it's and every person has a unique pathway to find joy. And what's underneath our pathway to joy is actually our, our what we came here to do. Because it's going it's to it's lead us to like ju- juicy territory. So, so yes, they, they can activate you. Archangel Michael in general, I just found, he helped decrust me. You know, I was walking around in, a, in the boulder of life so heavy and weighed down, and he just kind of chiseled some of the weight off so I could feel me again, feel your heart. And so once you get connected to your heart, heart's voice, we are the ones that have to start choosing to move in those directions. We may get a sense or get an inspiration to go, but many of us do not go uh, and take them up on that inspiration because we think it's too impractical or too radical. And what the heck is a a licensed psychotherapist going to do talking about angels is weird, right? It's just going to seem too weird, too (laughs) radical. So many of us, too many of us stop right there and go, that's just ridiculous. So, but once you start learning how to trust that voice and start moving in those paths towards fun and joy, you soon discover that you become an inspiration to other people and how to live in joy. Right. Wow. All right. So listeners, this show that you're listening to immediately becomes a downloadable podcast. Once, um, once our interview is complete tonight, You can listen to it again and again and again when you're like, what did she say about that one thing? Um, And you can can also, when you download it, you'll see the link, and you can share that with others so you can um, guide them to this book. And the book is published by uh, New World Library, but it is available, like, anywhere, right? You can just anywhere. Yes, Amazon. Yes, yes. And my website, it's there. And, and people are taking pictures of it from Canada and sending them to me in New Jersey and the UK in bookstores. I know. It's so great. It's, it's just such a confirmation. And, um, I mean, and you look at everything that brought you to this point, and it's like it's just a miracle in and of itself, isn't it? Like how this journey just gets yes. better and better. But I love how you explained it. The reason it gets better and better is you're experiencing more joy. And, you know, the the seraphim and cherubim, I mean, they love music. They love singing. They love yeah, they love that. And, you know, I remember the Gandharva meditation when it came out. I was just like, oh, my gosh, I could listen to that for hours, you know, just – you know, I used to listen to it when I would uh, teach Reiki students and use that to bring them in, to make them aware of all of these beings that are so available um, that want mm-hmm. to help, but they don't intercede, really. They they want you to, my understanding anyway, is that the more you work with them, the more they'll work with you, but they don't really interfere yeah. too much unless unless you really are in trouble. 
Um, okay, so I just want to mention yes. that you can find information um, on Corinne's website. It's CorinneGrillo.com, uh, which is C-O-R-I-N-G-R-I-L-L-O.com. Um, and I do want to just make a couple of other announcements, and then we'll um, have we'll do a final uh, one more final thing with Corinne. So the announcements are. Um, normally, I take the month of December off from my radio show. I've done it, for, I don't know, the last four or five years. Somehow that didn't happen this year. Everything was just like like on this forward um, mission. But um, I am going to take the month of January off the air. Um, there are over 450 archive shows. And as I mentioned, um, this show will also be one of the downloadable um shows that you can listen to so take the time to give yourself that gift i know you listen because we get the stats and we we see the off hour listens etc so i know you're listening be sure and tell others about this show remember you can go to the spirit seeker site and click on um join the email newsletter or you can send an email directly to info at spiritseeker.com asking to be added um, I will be traveling and teaching in January, um, and as you, many of you know, I taught 15 feng shui vision board classes last year, um, and so I travel from city to city, and I teach people how to work with feng shui and to create vision boards and how to really set intention you know, in your life, so I will be traveling a lot with that um, during 2020, the early part. So January, I will be off the air, but I will be back the first um Thursday in February, there's some new changes coming with the radio show, but I don't want to say anything because we're still working out all the um, details. But there will be more um, more shows and more meditations and et cetera. So that's what spirit has been guiding me. All right, so put that aside. I just want to really thank you, Corin, for being my guest tonight. And would you give us some final words of wisdom on just – to kickstart us, well, of course we're going to buy your, you know, they're going to buy your book. Yes, you are, because you'll, and and that's and that's a perfect wish list that people are saying, what do you want for for the holidays? And you can just say, look, this is what I want, and they can Amazon it and get it to you like overnight. Um, okay, so final words of wisdom. What what else would you recommend for all of us that are like we really want to have a better relationship and work with the angels? Uh, start now, just. Let them know that you know that you're you know they're there, and start talking to them immediately, uh, and just really imagine they're right there in the room with you, right here, right now, listening, and let yourself, if you have a moment, actually sit and feel the presence, open up your heart, and just allow them to kind of to start. Filling you up with good juju, filling up, filling you up with love, um, just by talking to them. Uh, you can feel feel a shift sometimes. I love how you said um, when asked on a different interview, what do you most hope readers will take away from your book? And your answer was, I hope that they will experience the magic and the reality of the angels' influence in their lives so that they know once and for all that they are not alone, that they have never been alone, and that they uh, never have to feel alone again, and that miracles are real. So, Corinne, I want to thank you for persevering and listening and following your following the inner wisdom, the outer wisdom, all of it to get you to where you are today and for sharing this with the Spirit Seeker readers, for sharing it with the Spirit Seeker radio listeners, and really for, for doing this, this, this wonderful gift that you're giving all of us. So thank you, thank you, and stay in touch with Spirit Seeker, um, you know, um, I'm just 
I'm just grateful our paths have crossed. And um, and once again, listeners, uh, in the December issue, there's a wonderful article um, by Corin. Uh, I think it's on page 14 or something, but you can see it. You just go online, spiritseeker.com. So thank you so much for being my guest, and happy holidays ah. and happy soaring. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Thank you so, thank much, you so much, Julie. Such a pleasure. Okay. Have a beautiful evening. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Good night, everyone. <laughs> 